You are listening and watching a Daydreamers podcast, and I am the Daydreamer, Erin. Welcome back. Let's catch up. How have you been doing? I'm doing okay, okay? It's been almost two months that I've been laid off for um, due to the quarantine and the pandemic and everything. And um, I really just been like laid back, big chilling in the house. I mean, what else can you do? Praise God. We still have a house to live up under. We still have utilities, food, all of that. So praise God for that. But yeah, big chilling in the house with my big doggy, King Ragnar. There ain't been no weight loss, okay? I see a lot of people on Instagram and Facebook and everything talking about how they've lost weight during the quarantine. Kudos for you. Your girl ain't lost no damn weight and my puppy ain't lost no damn weight either, okay? I will say this, I haven't gained any. I have not gained any. He, on the other hand, is now about 80 pounds. So yeah, somebody's been eating good. Been maintaining, so that's always a good thing. I have been working out, like, initially when this thing first popped off, there was a whole lot of, like, push-up challenges and shit. I was involved in that. Do not ever, ever be cool with people that you meet at the gym and at CrossFit and just anywhere in life, okay? Um, one of my interns, one of my interns had um, tagged me in the push-up challenge when that stuff first happened, and so I went along with it. I did it. Um... And then another person, um, her name is Tammy. Um, I knew her from just around town and everything. And then also um, CrossFit. She's a big CrossFit person. I did CrossFit um, off and on for a couple of years. Um, it's cool. I like it. I miss it. I was actually getting ready to go back to CrossFit when all this stuff happened. But she tagged me in some push-up challenge bullshit, and I did it. But that's why you don't do that type of stuff. But let me tell you about Tammy and my intern. They both real skinny, real cute. But Tammy from CrossFit, she like legit one of those workout people. She's really skinny and she's really ripped. Okay, and um, with both of her pregnancies, and she's she's not old. She's older. Like I'm mid thirties, so she's like a couple years older than me. But with both of her pregnancies, um, and she had her babies in her 30s, her mid to later 30s, she was doing CrossFit, working out up until she had both her kids. Like if she was scheduled to be induced tomorrow, she was working out today, okay? Anyway, she checked, uh, tagged me in that stuff, and um, I did that bullshit, but that's about it. I had my husband order me some um, resistance bands because I was like, yeah, I'm at the house. Let me do some things, because you know I'll be working out. Um, but I haven't been on it like I thought I would be. Like I do my resistance band stuff. And I have some dumbbells, I do some things, but like, oh Lord, where are these hiccups coming from? Probably from that Chick-fil-A I had earlier today. Ooh, I smashed it. I smashed every piece of it and I got some chocolate chip cookies to go with it. Anyway, but I, I do the resistance bands and I do my dumbbell stuff and I do my jump rope, but like, I'm not doing it like I thought I would be. I thought I would be going really hard, but I'm doing enough to maintain. I try to get about two miles in of walking. I really should be out there jogging and running, but I'm walking and then I take my dog for a walk too. So like we average anywhere from two miles to combined, not at the same time, but two miles to like, two and a half to point six to point seven up in there 
So yes, I do that. Um, I've been at home for almost two months with quarantine and I still struggle to spell quarantine. I don't understand why that's so difficult for me. Like, I'm smart. I mean a popsicle by the way too, y'all, for those that are listening. And it's amazing, I haven't had a popsicle in forever. I'm sitting outside, it's humid out here, it's kind of raining and stuff, so the popsicle is hit in. But anyway, and it's great. But anyway, um, I'm still struggling with spelling quarantine and I just don't get it. Like, I passed the spelling bee. I got to some of the final levels. I never won the spelling bee, but I got up in some of the levels, you know, I wasn't the first one to get out. I lasted a couple rounds. But it's just like, I keep forgetting the N, right, the N right before the T. So I'm usually spelling it like Q-U-A-R-T-I-N-E when it's like supposed to be like another letter T in there. So anyway, I fuck it up all the time. I am very shamed and I blame it all on spell check. I can't spell anything now. I second guess myself on everything that I spell and I blame spell check. Anyway. I don't think I'll ever master quarantine. By the time I master spelling quarantine, it'll probably be over with, okay? I saw um, a lot of um, comedians and musicians and hosts talking about how they, um, they've lost money with the quarantine and everything. And um, I won't say that I've lost money, um, but so I had like maybe two to three speaking engagements that I was preparing for and um, they all were canceled due to the pandemic. And that's fine. That's cool. It's totally understandable. But your girl was getting ready to pop. I was like, yes, I'm finally doing some things that I feel like I can do. I have things to talk about. You know, like people want to hear what I have to say now. I've been putting myself in these different positions. I've been out here networking and meeting people. I've been doing my thing with my podcast and stuff like that. I really, I'm a part of this creative group and so I'm more visible with that group and that group is making me do things I've never done before but I wanted to do but I was always scared so yep and I pop no Corona was like no girl sit down it's not your time yet but that's not cool so like if you see me just out and about in the grocery store or in the car and you see me really hard up talking to myself don't even trip I'm just practicing all my keynote speeches and I'm just getting ready for that time when I'm just gonna be up there up there in the mic you know doing my thing okay um, I really can't tell you the last time I wore a bra. I can't. Um, no, like I wore a bra. Like I wear bras, sports bras. I get more action out of those than my regular bras. Um, the last time I wore a regular bra. Mm, when was the last time I wore a regular bra? I want to go see my mama. I think I had a, a regular bra on then, but I don't know what's gonna happen when we go back to work and I have to actually put on a regular bra. Like my body will probably reject the bra. Like if you're if you're watching this, um, the podcast episode on YouTube, because I'm back on YouTube, you're probably gonna see me like lean back and be like, what's that? She kind of hanging a little bit. What's up with that? Because I ain't got no bra on. I'm in my house. I'm in my, I moved um, to recording in my backyard. So, you know, you know, you may see me swing at my dog. You may see a titty bounce because I'm not wearing a bra. And I don't know what's going to happen when I have to put one back on. My body will not know how to react. Like as soon as I put one on, even if I'm going to the grocery store, 
it's just like, girl, get this thing off of me. Like, my titties just do not know what to do with itself, okay? Like, the longest I've worn a bra, the longest I've worn a bra was, like, to the grocery store. And like I said, if I'm, if I'm working out, then I have on a sports bra. Majority of the time, I'm wearing a sports bra. But, like, the longest I wear it is long enough for me to go walk around, give me a mile, two miles in, and then go right to the grocery store and come straight home. So, like, my body's not going to know what to do if I have to actually wear a bra for eight hours. Like, what? So, I'm still on a high, okay? I'm still on a high from this past, was a weekend with Jill Scott and Erica Badu doing their live versus battle. I'm still on a high. And I didn't even realize, like, I didn't even realize I needed that. Like, I didn't even know I needed Jill Scott and Erica in the same place. Just like, and they weren't even really in the same place. They were on the same live. But I didn't even realize I needed that in my life. And I love Jill Scott. I love Erica. But it was like, why has this not happened before? What were we all doing? Why are we late with this? But it's okay, because you know what? You got to trust God's timing. And he said, you know what? Today is the day we're bringing Jill and Erica together for the world to see. And for free, bitch. For fucking free. I'm so happy about that. Because your girl ain't got no money. I mean, I got some money, but I ain't got no money. And I'm just like, Jill Scott and Erica right here in the same spot. I'm able to see this, witness this magical moment for the free. Um, so I watched it with my friend Monique. Like, I just felt like that was one of those things that you needed to do together with somebody. Like, you really needed to vibe out with somebody. And my husband is just like... I mean, like, I know he knows who Jill Scott is and who Erica Badu, Erica Badu is, but, like, he wouldn't be feeling me. He wouldn't be, like, in the vibe like how I was. You know what I'm saying? He wouldn't be, like, totally immersed in what was happening, you know, with the magic in the air. And it's like, I really needed somebody that was just going to, like, really feel me on this. So I hit up my girl Monique. We were on FaceTime, and we had um, Erica and Jill. Like, I was watching it on my um, computer on Instagram and with her it was the same way because like her husband was there but like he was more to his video game like he wasn't really gonna be feeling it like she needed it to be felt in the way that she was feeling it you know what I'm saying because you know Erica and Jill they just reached out to a part of your soul that you just like it just it just you didn't even know that, that part was there and then when it gets there she's like yes yes I feel at home I feel warm I feel safe you know what I'm saying? And I need somebody to feel what I was feeling. And look, it was like three hours, three straight hours of yes! <sighs> three straight hours of oh my God, yes, yes. Oh, that is my song. Ooh, yes. Three hours of that. And also three hours of some horrible singing. And some horrible runs. Because your girl, me, I cannot carry a tune. I am in the choir at church. However, I am in the choir, not one of the worship leaders, not one of the soloists, just in the choir. And also, I'm in the back. I'm right in between the altos and the tenors because I will switch it up depending on which which octave we're going to. Because I can't hold a note. I can hold the note, but it's a bad note. 
And if the alto is too high, I'm dropping down low to the tennis. If the tennis get too low, I'm coming right back on up to the alto. So I'm kind of like right there. So with some horrible singing, some horrible runs on both ends because my girl Monique can't sing either. And just three hours of just Erica Badu and Jill Scott Bliss. You know what I'm saying? And like my first thought, when I first saw that it was like verses with Jill Scott and Erica Badu, I was like, holy shit, this is freaking amazing. Also, I was like, I was a little nervous. Um, I didn't know what to expect because I had actually never watched Versus before and I knew it was supposed to be a battle. It's listed as a battle. And I was like, I don't really want these two ladies who like everybody loves, everybody respects to be battling it out. Like, I don't want that. And I had never seen the other ones before. I heard about the one with Manny Fresh and then I can't remember the guy he was going up against. But then I also heard about the one with Teddy Riley and um, uh, Babyface. I heard about that. I heard a lot of technical difficulties and stuff like that. But either way, like I heard about it. But still, I was like, it's a battle. And I was nervous. I did not want a winner. I didn't want a loser because both of these women are amazing. And they're awesome at what they do. They're both very talented. You really can't. Like you could put them both in the whole neo soul category, but you really can't, you just can't put them against each other. Like, you can't do that. And I was like, what is this going to be like? However, I'm going to be there to see whatever it's going to be like, right? I just wanted them singing and talking about their music. And uh, like I said, I had never seen verses before. So I just sat there very nervous shaking in my boots like I was the one that was about to get up there with Erica or I was the one that was about to get up there with Jill shaking very nervous did not want to see a fight did not want to see no shit talking none of that I was here for like the the harmony still I was there for this battle quote-unquote battle um so I saw an interview with Jill Scott and Big Ticker um and she had said the same thing I did. Like when she was first approached about doing the versus battle, she was like, no, because she didn't like the battle energy. <clears throat> she didn't like the whole, yeah, the battle energy. So she was like, no, it totally turned her off. She was like, no, um, she didn't want to fight anyone is what she was saying. Um, however, Erica hit her up and was like, girl, let's do this. This needs to be done. And she was still like, it sounds good, but I don't know. I don't know about the energy of it. So she was still kind of like, on, you know, kind of on the fence about it. But Erica was like, well, let's just celebrate each other. And that's exactly what it was. So once Erica was like, let's celebrate each other, Jill was down. I'm happy it happened. But that's exactly what it was. It was two chicks that are dope as fuck in the same place talking about their dope as fuck work. Okay. And you can tell the two women respect each other. You can tell they actually like each other and that they're fans of each other's work. And that, that's how it was the whole the whole three hours. It was just like, hey, love, how you doing, love? Oh, yes, love. Yes, girl. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. That's beautiful, girl. I love that song, girl. That was amazing. Let me tell you about it. Like, that's how it was. Like, it was all love between them. Okay. It also, it was love between them and it was like some friendship and stuff like that there. But like, 
like I said, you could tell these women were a fan of each other's work because when one would play a certain song, the other one would be like, yes, going along with it. Like, yes, really vibing out. And like a couple of times they'd be like, oh no, let that song play through. Cause I think they're supposed, they were supposed to play like a snippet, maybe like a minute of each song. But like some of them songs, they was like, no, let that play all the way. Let it play all the way through. And what's funny is Jill got on Instagram live first. And so you just see her just beautiful, just sitting there sipping her red wine, sipping her water, just like, hey, y'all. And so like she gets on the screen and she's smiling big. She's not saying anything. She's just looking at everything because that was her first time being on live. OK, um, but she's just looking and she has this big smile and she goes, hi, hi, y'all. And here go my dumb ass. I'm sitting there, just big, goofy-ass grin, like I'm on the front row of a concert, and I'm just waving, like I'm a little kid. Hi, Jill. Hey, Jill. And I was like, she can't even see me. Why am I doing this? Jill's just sitting in the camera, just smiling and grinning. I'm just like, hey. Hey, Jill. She can't even see you, Aaron. Chill out. But I was so excited. And it's like... They weren't even doing like a live concert. They weren't even like singing live. They were doing some commentation. No, I'm sorry. They were doing some commentary and playing their songs from like a, a iPad or something. And I'm just, it, you just really in the midst of, you just feel like it's a concert, but it was just good to see them like playing the songs that you love. And they didn't play all, like all of their hits. Well, Erica did. But um, playing songs that you love, playing songs that you hadn't heard before, um, and just enjoying each other's company and time and stuff. And it was just good to see that type of stuff. You always see women, like, people putting women against each other, and you always see women, like, letting their insecurities um, take over to where they got to outshine somebody or talk down on somebody. It, I think one of them said that. One, Erica or Jill was like, they, they tried to put them against each other. And it was like, no, it's not like that. We're not like that. Um, so as far as their their playlist, they played all the songs I, I needed to hear. They played all the songs that were on my must-hear list, okay? Um, all of the hits, in my opinion, all the hits. Um, with Erica, all her songs are amazing, every single one. With her, though, the song I needed to hear Ragnar with Erica um, the song I needed her to play that I just needed to hear was um, I Want You that's on the on the Worldwide Underground album I love that song love it I needed to hear that she played it towards the end and I was like why are you playing with me like that Erica why you play too many games, okay? Um, and my friend Monique, she had never heard that song before. I was like, girl, you missing out. Missing totally out. I, I sent that to her because you need to get up on this, okay? And then Erica, towards the end, she threw out a song. She threw out Honey. And like, I completely forgot Honey existed. And I was like, girl, how does that happen? Like, Honey used to be my song. And it's like, I just totally forgot that song even existed so when she started playing it like Monique already caught what it was like from jump and I was like girl I don't know this song like what is this what is this Erica song that I've never heard before oh oh honey yeah 
you so sweet. Yeah, you know? So I was like, oh my gosh, how did I even forget about that song? How did I even forget that it existed? Um, with Jill, her playlist, I was 100% satisfied. 100%. I loved everything. I love all her music. Um, I'm familiar with a lot of her songs. If not all of them, a good majority of them. Completely loved it. And I was trying to tell Monique, like, because there's a lot of Jill Scott songs I knew. And some of them Monique was like, she wasn't really familiar with, but they sounded good. And um, two of the songs that I needed to hear were two songs that my friend had never heard before. And she, I mean, I sent them to her because I was like, girl, you need to know what's up. Um, but I was like, I can't remember. Like, I remember when Jill Scott came out. I was like middle high school, something like that. Middle school, high school. And I knew, but it wasn't until I got, and of course, like as time went on, whenever songs came out, like I liked them and everything, but I'm trying to think, where was I when I just got fully immersed in Jill Scott and really just started like, I won't say get on her level, but just like really take in her music, like really receive it really digest her music and like I can't remember where I was in life I had to be like definitely in my 20s let's just say like mid-20s mid-20s to 30s it has to be mid-20s to 30s that had to be like when when I really just fully got into the magnificent world of Jill Scott. But anyway, so all the songs she played, I was in love. I loved all of it. Um, the songs that I needed to hear from her was Crown Royal and Cross My Mind. And if you don't know, Crown Royal and Cross My Mind by Jill Scott, you need to get on it right now. Like, it's just something about, like, the way she, like, her poetry, the way she writes, and, like, how she put words together. It's really magical. It's very descriptive. You be sitting there like, dang, girl, she like, which one, Crown Royal? That's a nasty song. But off top, you don't really get that. It's very, like, it's very sexy. It's very, she calls it deliciously nasty. It's very sexy, very descriptive, like, not descriptive, like in a like in a gross, like, uh, really? Like a Kevin Gates song. You know what I'm saying? Not like that, but like a, ooh, yes, okay. Like you can picture it. You can almost feel what she's talking about. She's talking about a man doing something to her. It's like you can damn near feel that shit happening to you at the time. Like that's how it is. And Cross My Mind, that song is about a relationship that was not good for you. It was not good for your mind, your body, your spirit. Well, I guess in a sense it was good for your body in a certain way. But basically, like, you you just kind of, you see somebody, and it's like, oh, I was just thinking about you. You were crossing my mind, all the things we used to do, all the fun we used to have, all the, you know, all of that. But let me not reach out to you. Let me not call you. Let me not do that because you know what? I was never good for you. You were never good for me. That type of thing. But you're sitting there reminiscing on that good shit. That's what crossed my mind is, girl. And you just really need to get on that. If you are not on it. Those three songs I listed with Erica is I Want You. And um, and uh, with Jill Scott, it's Crown Royal. Mm, and Cross My Mind, okay? And like I said, my friend, those three songs right there, my friend Monique had not 
actually, she never heard of those three songs before. So I was like, girl, you need to know. I was sending them things real quick, like sharing them songs with her. You need to get on this and get on it today. And she was like, oh, well, you know, they sound good. Like, you know, like it sounds really, really good. Like, girl, bump the sound real good. Bump the beat. Get into these lyrics, okay? Get into it. I actually want to um, develop my writing skills as far as creative writing and poetry and I want to be able to write like Jill Scott. She just has a beautiful way with words. And I want to capture people like that. I really do. I just need to sit down. I just need to sit down and just write one day. Really do. But that's, that's, that's something I really want to do. Write poetry. And I want it to capture people the way Jill Scott captures people. I saw some comments on the socials about the versus battle with Erica and Erica Badu and Jill Scott. And like some of the some of the comments were like, oh, Erica went like Erica body Jill, this and that. And I was like one of them I spoke up on. And I was just like, first of all, the ladies were not battling each other. It was not a battle. Um, So there was no winning. There was no losing. Second of all. You probably didn't think Jill was doing good if it was a battle. In your mind, it was a battle. You probably didn't think she was winning. I'm using that in quotations, winning, because you aren't familiar with her catalog of music. That's probably the reason why. Because if you, the people who know Jill, the people who know Erica know they were both pulling out amazing songs, okay? Um, You just aren't aware of Jill. But don't act like Jill don't have some some stuff you know she don't have some tricks up her sleeves like she don't have no good music okay don't act like that you just unfamiliar we need to educate yourself okay figure out who jill scott is okay so i saw a lot of that and i saw a lot of people coming through like oh no 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 on all the comments on all the posts i saw about erica and jill and people were saying jill wasn't doing well everybody was on there like you tripping you need to figure out who this person is you don't know what's up because those that know Jill and her songs knew what was going on and were vibing 100% out. And it's like, like I said, my friend wasn't that familiar with Jill Scott's songs. But at the same time, she, it was her first time listening to them, to some of them. And she was like, oh, I can tell this is a good song. Like, I'm, I can feel it. You know, it's just a matter of going back and listening and discovering it on your own. And um, that interview I saw with Jill Scott and Big Ticker, she was saying that she did not want to do anything that was expected or she didn't want to do nothing but hits. She said she wanted to share some music and expand her audience on her type of music. So that's kind of that's what was going on, clearly. And she was saying like people are now she could tell she could look at like Apple music and stuff like that. People are going in and like finding all her music and listening to it and stuff like that. So that was her goal. And your goal was met. Like, you did that. And like I said, I felt like it was a live event. Like, it was a live as in, like, a live concert. Of course, it was a live Instagram. But felt like, you feel like you were right there with them. Like, you were sitting in the living room with them as they're going back and forth between their music, playing different stuff. So it was awesome. And I was glad I really witnessed that. These days, I'll be falling asleep so early and so hard. But I made sure I stayed awake. I was getting so sleepy because that thing lasted... That thing lasted for like three hours. And I said, no, I ain't going to sleep. I'm staying up. I'm getting all of this Jill and all of this Erica, okay? So Mother's Day just passed. And um, I snuck off and saw my mama. (laughs) I mean, I've been abiding by all the rules 
since this stuff happened. But it was Mother's Day. And I don't need Mother's Day to go off and see my mama, but it was Mother's Day. And I hadn't seen her. I hadn't seen her in a while. So I got up Sunday. And I carried my tail to Shreveport to go see my mama. And I knocked on her door and she was like, you just can't follow rules. I was like, nope. I went and saw my mama. I ain't mad about it. Whatever. I'm going to see mine. I miss my mama. So um, for those who are listening for the first time, I am a bonus mom. And I use the term bonus and I don't, um, I don't use step. I don't use the term step mom. Um, I consider myself a bonus mom. And um, I'm in a lot of stepmom support groups. And um, I don't really ask a lot of questions because I'm, I'm pretty much sound in my relationship with my husband and with my kid. Every now and then some stuff pops up and I may talk to my friends about it. But um, so I, but all that to say, I don't make a lot of posts. However, I do a lot of commenting. I'll add in my two cents anywhere. You know what I'm saying? So a question that I saw quite a bit, quite a bit in these stepmom support groups leading up to Mother's Day was... Are we celebrating Mother's Day? Stepmoms were asking other stepmoms, are we celebrating Mother's Day? And I'm over here like, fucking right. Why not? Why are we not celebrating Mother's Day? Like, I don't get it. Like, why are we doing this to ourselves, stepmoms? Why are you doing that to yourself? Why are you like, I don't know if I should celebrate, bitch. What the fuck? You are involved with somebody that has a kid and you're, the relationship is serious enough for you to be a part of this kid's life. I'm not saying you making lunches and helping with homework because I don't do that myself. You know, I don't play. That's not my role. No, there are step moms who actually take on the role of mom for various reasons, whether that child's mother is um, is not physically in their life because either the dad or the dad has a permanent custody or whatever but you know even if you don't take on mom roles if you are in this child's life enough to have some form of a relationship with the child and then also you have a serious enough relationship with somebody um for an extended period of time then why not why should you not be acknowledged like even if you have a small role you're still like a supportive parental role why would you not be celebrating you don't have to be there you don't have to do nice stuff you don't have to care about that kid like they ain't got to throw you in a parade but acknowledgement for sure is definitely you know like something you should receive why shouldn't you so you know if that's what you feel like you deserve say that shit stepmoms like if you feel like you need to be acknowledged on mother's day Without the little asterisks, I know I'm not the bio mom and I know I don't do all that shit. Fuck that. If you feel like you should be acknowledged, then be acknowledged. I didn't always think I needed to be acknowledged. Like I've said this story before. I didn't feel like I should be acknowledged until my boyfriend, who's not my husband, but until he started doing things. It's like, oh, well, this is where I'm at. This is what I'm doing. Well, then I need to be acknowledged for that. You know, like don't have me over here like on the weekends when he come over making snacks and we go do family stuff together. But then when days like this roll around, it's nothing. Fuck that. No, that's not happening. So yes, we celebrated Mother's Day. And in the future, stepmoms, girlfriends, get your acknowledgement, okay? Even if it's just becoming a friend to your to your partner's kid. So it's not Mother's Day. It's friend day. Because when me and Larry started um, dating each other, I wasn't trying to be Big Nick's mom. I wasn't trying to be stepmom. I was girlfriend. So when I got around his kid, 
we're buddies. I treated him just like he was my little brother. My brother is eight years younger than me. So I know how what stuff little boys like to do. I treated him like he was one of my little cousins or something. So we're buddies. Give me a buddy acknowledgement. You know what I'm saying? Another question that was floating around the stepmom support groups was, are we buying bio mom a gift? Bio mom being biological mom. My answer, for what? Why are we buying her a gift? That ain't your mama. That ain't your grandmama. That ain't your godmama. That ain't your auntie. That ain't your mother of the church. Your mother of the deacon board. Deaconess board. For what? Why are we buying buy your mom gift? Now, every family is different. But in my family, for what? I know um, Larry would buy our son's biological mother gifts for Mother's Day on behalf of our son when he was younger. Okay. But what I'm doing it for? You know, and some some of the moms in there were like, oh, well, you know, me and biological mom have a good relationship. She does this for this and I do this for this. And, you know, fine. If you had that type of relationship, then go for it. But if you fresh in the stepmom game, if you fresh being a girlfriend and you like, should I get the mom? For what? That's not your friend. Just because y'all slept with the same man does not make y'all friends. I'm not saying be like, bitch. I'm not saying do none of that stuff. But like, for what? Stop putting yourself in situations like that. It's not it's not needed. OK, just chill. Stay in your lane. If, if y'all have that type of relationship, then go for it. If not, don't even trip off that stuff. Because guarantee you, she ain't think about you. So don't think about her. Okay? Problem solved. I do post in these groups, but also, I mean, I respond to post in these groups, but a lot of times I do let stuff slide by because a lot of my answers would be like, why? For what? What'd you do that for? Equip me so damn insecure. Go say something to your partner, to your spouse about this type of stuff. Let him handle that shit. But I don't say that because, you know, like, that might not be what they're looking for. And also, these some of these women are going through situations that I don't go through. I don't have in the stepmom world. We have, we call it high, conf- high conflict biological mom issues. Everybody else say baby mama issues. I don't have those type of issues. So, like, I can't always be like, girl, fuck up. Because I'm not in that. And uh, fuck up may not be the answer for you. Um, it's really not even the answer for me because there's no there's no issues or nothing like that in our family. So, you know, but so I, sometimes I do keep my mouth closed. But for those type of questions, are we celebrating Mother's Day? Fucking right. You better give me a gift, a gift card, take me to go get day drunk something. Yes. Are we buying the bio mama gift? No. End of story. Okay. Um, something else I saw going around on Mother's Day was um, people saw Feature's um, Happy Mother's Day tweet to all his baby mamas, his many baby mamas, and then like nine, nine baby mamas or something. That's a lot. Very cute. It's very nice that you are acknowledging the women who have had your children. Um... I don't know about their responses. I didn't really go too far into the tweets, but I just saw how all like the major gossip, Instagram, social media accounts were had picked up on that and they had shared it. Um, so kudos to Feature. My take on that, 
my take on that, I would die of embarrassment. Okay, totally die of embarrassment to be one of the ladies, to be a lady, not necessarily one of those lady, but ladies, but to be a lady in that long list of Happy Mother's Day tweets. Um, like I said, I think it's a very nice gesture on his end. I don't know if the women received it, you know, in a positive way or not. Um, but I would just be embarrassed to be in that type of lineup. Um, my dad passed away when I was 15. He was not in my life. Um, I'm his oldest of four. I love him. I love my dad. I'm also still angry. There are days I'm angry, days I'm not angry, days I think about him, days I don't think about him. Really ain't no different than when he was alive. But um, I love him, though. And I know he loved me, too. Um, he just wasn't in my life. But at his funeral, he passed away my sophomore year in high school. I, I was 15, I believe. And um, I was... I don't know if I was embarrassed at the funeral... But as I got older, and I don't know to what the, what age older, this is probably something I've just been feeling over the years. And as, as I, when I reached a certain age in adulthood, it hit me that this is what I'm feeling. But I'm embarrassed looking back. All his kids, and not even all his kids. I got one brother that's six years younger than me, and we've never met. We talked on the phone a handful of times, maybe. Um... My younger siblings, I know them. We've spent time together. We keep in contact. My, the youngest one, my youngest brother, he and I have a, a really good relationship. We talk all the time. We talk often enough, I'll say that. Um, but I just think back to my dad's funeral, and it's like, all your kids, minus one, and all they mamas, minus one, lined up on the pew at your funeral. Like, that's just an embarrassing sight for me. Nobody else may feel this way, but I'm embarrassed. You got all these kids by these different women. You have four kids by three different women. I don't feel sorry for the women. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel sorry for my mom. I don't feel sorry for her. I don't feel embarrassed for her. But that's just not something I wanted. I don't want that. I don't want to be sitting there in a lineup full of kids with multiple women. Now, I know that may sound weird because that may sound weird coming from me since I am married to someone's baby daddy. However, I'm the wife and the buck stops here. OK, there will be nobody else after me. I'm the la the only and the last, the only wife and the last wife. OK, um, the rest of his children will be coming from my body whenever we get to that point, okay? Speaking of, when all this quarantine stuff happened, my mom was so excited. She was like, oh, you know, the gym shut down because that's where you're going to find me at. The bars shut down because that's also where you're going to find me at. Oh, y'all have all this free time with nowhere to go, nothing to do. The gym's in the bar shut down. Y'all have nothing to do. Maybe I'll have a, a grandbaby in December. I'm like, girl, chill out. Chill out. Stay out my womb. 
mama, please, please stay out of my uterus. Okay. I'm tired of telling you, I'm tired of telling you and the government to stay out of my uterus. Okay. I will put a baby in there when I feel like it and whenever I want to. Okay, girl, get up out of here. Besides, we got stuff to do. Like, I'm at home chilling all day with the dog. My husband still works. Like, he still works six days a week. He be up at six, be gone by 6.30. Like, and sometimes don't come home till five. Like, no, 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 no. He's he tired and he's sleeping most of the time. She The other day, I went to rubbing on his shoulder and he was like, baby, I'm tired. I'm like, what the fuck? You're not supposed to deny me. But anyway... Anyway, um, like I said, this may sound weird coming from me since I I am married to somebody's baby daddy, but like I said, the buck stops here. It's just me. Um, And I didn't come to this conclusion that I didn't want to be in a lineup when I first met Larry. Not when I first met him, but when I decided to be his girlfriend. Like, I can't remember exactly when I was like, this is embarrassing. I do not want this. Um... It probably just happened over time. I just don't think it's a good look. And I don't want to be a part of anything like that. I don't want to be a a, a, a a line of baby mamas. That's not something I want for myself. That's not that I, nothing I want for my kids. And it's like, God damn. I just, uh, somebody be responsible. Somebody take, put the condom on. Somebody have enough sense. Did any one of y'all have any fucking sense with this? Nobody. And then the ones that came after the fact, I'm talking about my daddy at this point, and some of these other ladies, other ladies and men too, like, if he already got like X amount of kids, bitch, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why you didn't protect yourself? I just, that's just stuff that be going through my head. But, but anyway, it was very nice for future, but I'd be embarrassed as fuck to be in that type of lineup. And then it's like, well, which one are you? Well, which one are you? Well, I'm there. Ugh, I just don't want that. I don't want that surrounding me. I don't want it around me. Cute and everything, but I pass on that. And if I, and Lord, God forbid, me and Larry split up, and for God forbid that. But like, still. If there's another woman after me and some children, I'm going to be embarrassed as fuck. I will be sitting up at his funeral like this. And I'll be ready to correct some, with my hand over my face. Just, oh, head down. Oh, my God. I can't believe I'm up in here with all these other bitches. Okay? All these other kids that look just like his ass. Like, I'm for real, that's how I would be. On the inside, I wouldn't show it. Other than the fact that you see my hand covering up my face and my head is down. Um... But yeah, totally embarrassed. Not want to be part of that lineup, okay? And I would be ready to check somebody if they called me a baby mama. No, bitch, I was the wife, first wife, okay? Don't, no, don't get it twisted. No, that I ain't nobody, baby mama. I am the wife, okay? So I was on Twitter a couple days ago, and uh, like I am every day, honestly, and I came across some things that I felt were retweet worthy, okay? And I'm going to share that with you, just two things real quick. So the first one is from Justine Sky, okay? Follow her at Justine Sky. that's J-U-S-T-I-N-E-S-K-Y-E, um, and she said, you're not crazy, you just have a desire to be understood. And I was like, girl, you are talking to me. Are you in my mind? That is so me, okay? I've I've said this about myself so many times. I've felt this, like, why are these people acting like they don't know what the fuck I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. Y'all over here acting like I'm crazy. You know I'm not crazy, okay? And I was like, 
Because people like to act like they don't hear you and you know exactly what I'm talking about. People know exactly what you are talking about, okay? But anyway, I just felt totally validated when I saw that. I felt so understood when she said, you're not crazy. You just have a desire to be understood. So I had to share. It was I had to retweet that and give two cents. So I'm sharing that with you. You're not crazy. You're not fucking crazy. Don't let them say that to you. You just, you have a desire to be understood. That's all that is. That's all it is. Another tweet. Another tweet I came across that I felt was retweet worthy um, is by, I don't, I'm probably going to jack this name up, Sanai. She's a fitness trainer. Anyway, her Twitter handle is um, underscore S-E-N-A-I. And she says, stop nitpicking at yourself, even in a joking manner, and really focus on being more confident. Every time your mind is saying something negative, flip it to something positive, okay? Woke up feeling just blob, do something that can make you feel better, whatever that may be for you. And I was like, girl, you right? Why do we do this to ourselves? Stop freaking nitpicking at yourself, even if it's in a joking manner, okay? Stop that shit. Stop talking down on yourself, okay? Focus on being more confident, and we all need to be more confident every day, okay? So check that out. Two people that I felt that were worth being retweeted, they're on my Twitter page at LoveAaronAD, so check them out. Um, and uh, thanks for tuning in, all right? Leave comments. Uh, please leave a review on uh, Apple Podcasts and all of them, because that's the only way they know how fabulous I am and also share if you like what you heard hell if you didn't like what you heard today share it I'm on YouTube Facebook Instagram Twitter and I'm on every single podcast platform major podcast platform you can think of all right um see you guys later